Reboot. I'm Jake. I'm Matt. And I'm Alan. And today we are doing Arsene Lupin, Gentleman Thief. Uh, Matt, this is your pick, so you want to... Okay, well, hold on. Someone hit me with some research first, and then we will... Then Matt will take it away with the genre and medium. But Matt, I've got to do it. 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 Just once. Just once. Go ahead. Just once. Get it out of your system now. Okay, I'm done. No. Okay, I'm no, done. No, it's not. That's... Alan... It's... That's not public domain. That's an anime for it's nerds. It's not, for nerds but Lupin the Third is heavily inspired by Arsene Lupin. That was a the best segue I've ever heard any of us do on this show ever <laughs> of all time. You're welcome. Carry on. Let's not ruin it by bringing too much attention to it. Alan, continue. <laughs> uh, so, um, Arsene Lupin first appeared in. Uh, let me see. Uh, je sais. Je sais. Je sais. Don't. I can't speak French. Um, in July 15th of 1905 in the sixth issue. He was originally called Arsene Lopin um, until a local politician of the same name protested. That was uh, David Lopin uh, protested, right? From uh, Big Trouble Little China. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's been featured in 17 novels and 39 novellas by nice. uh, Maurice Leblanc. Fucking Hercule um, Perrault over here. So he he has been involved in a lot of things. He toes the line between fantasy and reality, dealing with a lot of, you know, realistic issues, but then also do, dealing with things like, I don't know, the Fountain of Youth, um, a radioactive godstone that cures people and causes mutations. Um, and eventually he met Sherlock Holmes. Okay. So, Matt, knowing this, that genre from last time was? Urban fantasy. Okay, and what medium are we working in? Okay, well, I got to frame this very specifically for you. So when we say urban fantasy, we mean modern day plus mm -hmm. magic. Correct. So uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Your Buffy's, your Dresden Files, yep, your, exactly. your uh, what's that new fucking house of, city of shards of glass, and I don't know. There's some, there's some city very bone, popular, yeah. yeah, it's some very popular. City uh, of wife. Bone? City of That's... Bones. One of them's. City, City of Glass, Glass, I think, is also one of the titles. It's yeah, a whole City series. of Glass. There's, yeah. a, there's a whole mess of Were there, like, yeah. demon hunters? Is that is that the I deal? Li some listener probably knows what we're talking about and can educate us. Please do. I have I have not been in the YA demographic in quite some time, and you have not, both of you have been out of it longer than I have because I'm the baby on the podcast. So. Yeah, weirdly, though, I've Watch got about it, half Mason. of a novel that's YA, so, you know, I should probably know more than I do. Um, uh, <laughs> to be fair, though, I've been reading, like, an Animorph book at every night to help me go to sleep so hey that's a weird choice because those get fucking dark <laughs> they do but they're weirdly comforting hey do you remember that time where like rachel had to listen to a boy scream for two hours so he would hey, stay around hey do you remember that time when an ant got morphing powers and started to morph into cassie and cassie crushed it oh beneath god her foot? i forgot about that no alan no <laughs> we can't talk about animorph ants <laughs> It's always the worst. It's always the worst. <laughs> so anyways, so what's that medium there? Uh, uh, if you want more map? of this, go listen to the Hindsight Podcast. It's very good. It uh, is very good. It is amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, so modern day setting with some magic mixed in. I need to make a couple things pretty clear once I tell you the medium. We're going to be doing a video game again. 
Okay. okay. We're going to be doing a first person stealth game, very similar to something like Thief. Dishonored? Okay. Like a Thief Dishonored. Thief Dishonored, that, that okay. genre. That's what we're focusing on. Here is, there. there's a couple, I have an idea in mind that I'll get to in a second, but there's one big rule. Okay. Sherlock Holmes cannot be in this. That's fine. I, because I am totally okay with that. That's that's already happened as a PC game. That was in two thousand and eight. Arsene Lupin versus Sherlock Holmes. Okay, so we can't do that. Um, so uh, urban fantasy, third first person stealth RPG kind of deal is what we're looking for here. Um, and here's my basic idea: Arsene Lupin is going to try to steal the crown jewels, and weirdness is going to happen inside the Tower of London. Okay. And- so Tower of London, that's the one right under Big Ben. That's what Big Ben sits on top of, correct? I hate you <laughs> so much. I hate you so much. For, for, for listeners door. that don't understand the reference, please go check out the Cool Kids table. Harry uh, Potter, the new class. Hogwarts, the new class. Hogwarts, uh, the new class. That wasn't a no, though, Matt. So I'm just going to go off the assumption that it goes Tower of London and there's a big clock and that pl- clock is Big Ben. And then on top of that is where the queen lives. That's the queen's apartment. I'm seeing you in person tomorrow, and I might. Hit I might you. get stabbed in real life tomorrow. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, whoa! I'm jealous. So, so if we never get back to, uh, if there's not another episode, oh. it's because I'm dead, or if I'm not in the next one, it's because I was stabbed for my very good jokes. Okay, the town of London in real life is a Norman fort that's a good ways away from Big Ben. In real life, it's uh, it's the original Norman Fort in the sure. City well, of we're working in fiction, so I'll I'll, I'll go with you for this. <laughs> you, um, it's it's actually very very small comparatively to anything else in the vicinity, and the the vault that holds the crown jewels is often a building kind of by itself. But that's that's like the pitch is Arsene Lupin has to break in and steal the crown jewels and then whatever we decide happens to him it can get weird in there so is that is that first is like the first thing you do is go steal the crown jewels or is that what you work up to or is that like a mid-game turning point if I could interject I would feel like that's the final goal like maybe have um some missions that get you closer to that, like recruiting people or getting the tools that you need to break into the Tower of London. But the crown jewels themselves, I would assume, would be the final objective. Well, here's... uh, We can go that route. We definitely can. What I was thinking was that, like, the first mission is something that, like, involves stealing a boat to get up the river sneaky that has all your gear on it and get in that way. But the, the framework I was thinking was that you go in and it's supposed to be a pretty quick deal. Like you've got people lined up to help you already. Right. But when you get in and the whole game would then be set in the tower. Oh, so kind of like an Arkham Asylum type deal. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. And, but like, because this can touch into the fantasy a little heavier, even than a lot of his stories did, like there's nothing to say that like, you can't find some weird subterranean thing or like somehow this tower goes miles up into the sky, even though it's only well four stories tall. So I totally, I have a bunch of ideas um, because this is a lot of fun stuff to work with. So stop me because otherwise I'm just going to keep going. So first of all, the opening of the game, the tutorial, Arsene Lupin is in jail. All of his stuff is taken. Okay. The tutorial section is breaking out of jail, reclaiming all your stuff, because this was part of the plan. You had to get 
kidnapped first. Okay, I had a I had a slightly different one, and let me just put it on the table so we have some stuff to work with. Yeah. What if we do it Metroid style in that the first thing you do, you are fully powered up, you steal the crown jewels, and then something goes wrong, and you lose all your stuff. Or is that no? We did that with Moon Girl, didn't we? We did. We did basically just that with Moon Girl, didn't we? I think we did. We well, we did. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you break out of jail, then you slowly like collect your stuff, and then you enter the crown. Like, you enter the Tower of London fully equipped and ready to go. But what you have is not enough. So, like, because the Tower of London is so supernaturally significant i think it would be interesting if you got upgrades to your items that were supernatural so your lock picks could all of a sudden like open portals or your caltrops could all of a sudden stop ghosts in their tracks type thing so it allows you to interact with the supernatural but base it on things that he had when he went in the tower i like that here's another here's another thing that i want to suggest which will is kind of building off that is here. Here's two ideas, and one of them might be very dumb. So you go. So you have to steal the crown jewels. So that is your goal, at least for. Maybe that's the end goal. Maybe that's just the goal that the, your what you think is the end goal, and then oops, no, there's more. You get into the tower, and it's very different than what you were expecting because of magic. And so either A, you have to keep going into the tower and coming out and there will be missions outside to help you upgrade your stuff and like do things like get help to get farther up the tower. And you can always go back in and you will be able to like get back up to where you were. It you know, sort of like a. um... Ooh, ooh, let's uh, let's let's come. Let's let's do that. But instead of leaving the actual like tower into modern day London, you can go into like some creepy like. Um, horror fantasy version of London, or you exit into like the past when London is on fire, or something like that. Okay, my second idea was that the Tower of London is a world unto itself. Like when you go in, yeah, you are in a new world. Okay, like and you're and you're like, this is not the Tower. This is all of British history turned into horror fantasy weird stuff. Not exclusively horror fantasy, but like horror or fantasy or weird. Yeah, and like. You can't get out until you get them crown jewels. See, I like that better than leaving the tower because I, I almost I, I, I start thinking about it like a Dante's Inferno type situation where like the ground floor, the lobby is purgatory because a, there were a lot of innocent people killed in the Tower of London as much as there were uh, guilty and awful people. So maybe like. The ground floor is almost like a sanctuary. That's where you can go and shop and maybe have some helpful ghost NPCs. Um, And you can rest and then you can kind of proceed through the tower. And as you get each new level of the tower complete, you can instantly warp back up to that part of the tower and not have to make your way back up. I love that. And I know how we can do it. Um, there's, There's a whole mythology and... I know. Surprising. There's a mythology around it. <gasps> um, so there's this whole mythology about the ravens at the tower. Yes. And it's... Um, I don't know anything about this. Tell me, please. <laughs> oh, oh, dude. Um, the ravens are so cool. Read up on John D. The man was insane. Um, but in the most fun way for games. Um, so the ravens, there's this whole prophecy that if the ravens ever leave the tower, England will fall. Okay. 
it's taken so seriously to this day that they raise ravens on the premises that to make sure that there will never be ravens missing. Yeah. And And they're even like, yeah, aren't there even like mechanical ravens there to like help make the ravens feel more comfortable or something like they, they gone to some extremes to keep the ravens at the tower. When you said like the, like if the ravens, I thought there was like, my first thought was that there are stone ravens on the roof, and if they fly no, away, these are actual go by England. Okay, it's birds. real ravens. It's okay. real ravens. I, I have a video of them from uh, my trip to London. Ooh, you I want to see. You see it like a it's like a five second clip on the vlog I did for that that day at the tower. Um, but you see one of them is just eating a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> like they just toss it into their cages, and one of them was named Odin, which I thought was real great. Nice. Um, That's a good so, a good reference. Mungen. So here's what I'm thinking. The Ravens have translated, like that concept is translated into this fantasy version of the tower. So they're your way back. Like they're bigger in this fantasy world, like mm. closer to like a rock or an albatross. And so some of them will just be roosting on all your safe points and you can glide down with one to the safe zone and they'll fly I, I was, back up to where they came from. I was going to say, uh, have the world be something like a first person version of uh, like how the Dark Souls games always wrap around on. I haven't played them because I'm bad at video games. and Those are very hard games on purpose. And that sounds like a nightmare to me. It's but like, awful. yeah, um, but like they all like the world constantly wraps back around on itself. So like you will get to a new area and you will beat a boss or a, or a mini boss or like you will get yourself to like this one tower and there will be like literally like a slide that goes down to the first area so you can always get back and or you'll open up like a thing that gets you to the second area that you didn't know connected that way so like the world would be kind of built like that i also just had a thought i saw you sit up like (laughs) like (gasps) eureka the tower of london was obviously a prison obviously lots of executions lots of thieves were executed there. The thieves are the ones that help Lupin upgrade all of his stuff to make them supernatural. He, te- the thieves teach him new skills and stuff like that. So it's not just arbitrary. It's he's learning from the thieves of the past to help him basically pull off the ultimate heist, which in reality is actually going to like save all the spirits in the tower of London. Yeah. Like, like, if, if we're going to go that route, where where a lot of the population of this fantasy version of the tower is the dead inside of it. Yeah. Um, and, and definitely, like, even have things that's like, this whole area is when London was on fire. So yeah. So there's a lot of, like, Yeah, like a whole, um, a whole, like... Ooh, what could be cool is, like, every level, the windows that look out onto London, every level is different. Yeah, and reflecting, like, the, the theme that it's touching mm-hmm. into. Um, so if that's the idea we're going with, let's um, steal a little bit from the well that Ghostbusters use and that this is turned into like some malevolent thing is channeling all of that power to try to make like a reality bomb. Right. Yeah. To try to get and out of the tower. Yeah. Now, now, do we want the foci to be the crown jewels? I mean, they're right there. I mean, to me, it's it's the obvious important. answer, but I don't always like to go with the obvious answer. But I think it would be very interesting that this force is using the crown jewels as a foci. And then when Lupin gets there, everybody's like, oh, you're here to save the world. And he's like, no, nah, I just want the jewels. 
Yeah, I'm just going to take those. I just, I, I'm going to take them, and I'm going, they're, they're going to be mine. And, and it's going I to mean, spite England. I mean, here, here's the thing about that, is that, yes, he does just want to steal them jewels, but we can, we can play it in one of those, like, accidentally benevolent ways where like and he can grow more heroic as the game progresses i don't i don't necessarily want him to get more heroic but i do want him to like have to do good like he has to steal the crown jewels to get out but that will also save all the people Mm -hmm. you know he's and like he's he's definitely not like he's not just a strict villain he's like a leverage kind of villain so yeah he's a gentleman he's the bad guy doing good sometimes yeah so like like in order to get the crown jewels, all the missions and all the levels and all the things he has to do are, he has to do good guy things, but he doesn't have to accomplish them, good guy, necessarily like you know shining knight, amount. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he because he, he does he does want to steal them jewels, but like that will also end up saving all the people. So it's sort of like a well, I guess if I have to get out of here by doing this, I might as well save everybody else too. Okay, so if if we're going to do this and we also don't want to do, like, the obvious thing, then why don't we just play with the crown jewels a little bit? Because one of the crown jewels is an orb that mm-hmm. looks exactly like the Holy Hand Grenade of Antioch from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Okay. Because that's what they base the Holy Hand Grenade on is this orb. Um, okay. What if something's in the orb? Okay. Mm. How many crown jewels are there? You'll forgive me for being a dumb American. <laughs> no, How no, many no. crown jewels are there? <laughs> there's a lot more than you think. So there's okay. a crown, and there's actually, I think, like a dozen crowns stored in there now because they've saved every single one since they combined the crowns of England and Scotland. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so there's like a dozen individual crowns. I think Elizabeth II has like four on display in there right now. Um, there's a scepter. And again, there's a ton of them. There's the orb, and there's a ceremonial sword, and I think there's like a ring and a necklace. Let me check. There's a whole so, host. So this is a Zelda game where you have this is a first person stealth Zelda game where you need to get all the crown jewels, like as you go, and they each do different mm. things as. I wouldn't say so. I would think the crown jewels are in one location in this version of the tower. Are they all in the same What what room? if well if let's let's imagine that the tower is the same layout in every iteration of it. Right. You get that circle back around feeling. And just like the world shifts as you go up. So you have to pass through each Vault, you have to pass through the vault, and the vault gets harder every time you go oh. up. So every time you pick up one of the crown jewels until you get to the one that's actually causing the problem. Okay. Okay, I'm with you. And the, it looks like... The crown like jewel that's causing the problem will be like... The orb. The orb, yeah. Yeah. So you might already have it before you get to the top and steal the crown from the big bad thing, and you realize yeah. that the MacGuffin is in the orb. Uh, it looks like there's sword, spurs, orb, scepter, cup, crown, bracelets, and um, oil anointer thingy. Because the king or queen of England is officially the head of the Church of England, too. So they have to get anointed with holy oil. Wow, that's a, that's a good good gig if you can get it. <laughs> Listen, she, the queen is the only person in England who is legally allowed to drive without a license. <laughs> oh, and there is a ring. There's a ring. And she also has a lot of corgis. She does. She does. That's that's not from her. That's that is a, a tradition. If I am 
understanding the but line. But corgis, though. I mean, look, they're not Yorkies. They're fine. Corgis are cool, but they're not Yorkies. They can How dare have, you, sir? Um, they can have hearts on their butt. You can put a heart on any dog's butt if you have enough, like, gumption. If you try if, if, Pomeranian <laughs> with a heart on its butt. Yeah, see? that's You could do it with a no, Pomeranian. No, I'm wanting you it to imagine. It have to be a corgi. Imagine. Uh, there are nine. There are nine crown jewels. Okay. <laughs> So there are nine crown jewels. There are nine levels of hell. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, seven. And this is definitely not. I don't. No. I don't know if it's going to be. If we're going to have enough time to get deep enough to dis- to define every level. Are you with us, Alan? Yeah. No. He said there are nine circles, and then I said seven, and I was like, wait, which one is it? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's nine, right? It's it's purgatory, seven sins, and yeah, it's devil. nine. Yeah, it's yeah. Purgatory, Seven Sins, Devil. Yeah, I know yeah. some things, guys. <laughs> uh, so, okay, before we go any farther with the story, let's talk mechanics. Yes. Uh, so, first person, stealth, a lot of obviously cool thief stuff. So, like, you're, pickpock- you're pickpocketing, you're lockpicking, um, lock picking. call drops are, are always cool. Um we going to give him the uh, obligatory grappling hook? Oh, for sure. Of course. I just had a thought about an item that he gets fairly early on. Okay. A monocle that allows him to see spirits. Isn't everybody already a spirit there, though? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he goes into this, like, he goes into the tower, and he's on the ground floor. And at first, it just looks normal. And that's, like, the first thing he finds and he puts it on and he sees like the world opens up to him. And that's the introduction to the supernatural stuff. Okay, I like this because what that actually does is it gives the idea that he's actually just staying in the same level of the tower the whole time. Like he's just in the physical tower. Mm-hmm. But he's having to accomplish all these things to get around the supernatural protection. Right. Yeah. Like that's cool. what caught him when he went in and just decided to waltz into the vault the first time. Mm-hmm. Right. See, I kind of, I kind of like the idea, and I'm, I like the idea of their, of like he goes in. So let's okay. Let me let me frame this differently. He goes in and gets the monocle. This is before the tower running gets weird. This is your, this yeah, is your right. second level. This is post your first level after the tutorial. After the tutorial, breaking out of jail. Um, so you find a monocle. You don't put it on yet because why would you put it on? Why would you put a monocle on unless you had to? You know, yeah, right. Um, but make it out of like gold or platinum. Yeah, it's, or... it's very fancy. Um, it's valuable. So he gets to the top. He gets to the the vault, and when he opens the vault, that's when the shit hits the fan, and like the world changes, and mm-hmm. so he gets like thrown down to the first level again. But now the inside of the tower is this enormous world unto itself yeah, with different areas that he needs to accomplish in order to get to the different vaults. Yeah. Maybe flip it. Maybe the monocle lets him see the real world. Well, that wouldn't make much sense geographically. <laughs> well, no, no, no. But like he's in the spirit realm, but it's like Matt said, he's really in reality. He is on one floor that is constantly changing because of the supernatural elements. But there are He's times wandering when around he, the actual physical tower and just perceiving it differently. And there are times when he needs to interact with the real world, and because the monocle is an like it's a lens that he can see the real world through. Okay, just so we're clear. So that he, way, he doesn't have it constantly on in order to interact with spirits. It's it is more of a temporarily put it on, right, so that he can do something and then take it back off. 
Like, okay, yeah, okay. I have an idea to clarify. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Let, let me let me try to help clarify this a little bit in my my mind. Um, so I recent I did tour the tower just a few months ago. Um, okay. So what there Not is jealous. in the main central building, there is a like an exhibit of British warfare through the ages, more or mm-hmm. less. Um, like there's all these old armors, and we could definitely have something where the armors come to life. Whatever. Um, yes. On like the top floor of that, there's the modern british military and in one of the cases there's a p90 that a prince used as like his training weapon so like lupin could be running around some world and just like flip on the monocle p90 sitting there grab it take off the monocle he still has it and now he has like a gun if he needs it for this one level right so it lets him grab a useful item from reality and okay, it is this could even be... be cool that he could, like, see a guard in reality and, like, sneak up and pickpocket the keys from the guard, take off the monocle. The keys are still in their reality, like, in the, in the yeah, supernatural reality. Now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I have one question. I have two questions. I need one. I need one. I need, we need to figure out one right away. Okay. Open world or mission based? Mission based. Okay. See, I was expe- I was picturing open world. So let me adjust accordingly. All right. Well, that's uh, just so... me. That's just me. Because I, I, I'm thinking Thief Dishonored, which is very much well, episodic. Is very open world. No, it's it, not. It is, but it isn't. It's mission based, and you get an open world map. Like, yeah, uh, there is a difference between that. I, I like. Let's go Dishonored. Dishonored style. So you have a mission where things have but changed it's a in huge the space of the map. World. Yeah. Okay. But you have an objective. Once you complete the objective, you go back to the hub. Okay. So yeah, Dishonored has. It's an open world feel, but it's a map that changes with every mission. So you might be in a different part of this city, and sometimes you revisit the same map. So in our case, maybe it's you revisit the same sprawl of the Tower of London, just things have changed based on whatever mission you're on. Okay, then the Dark Souls things going back on itself thing we can scrap because it's not open world, so we don't need to worry about that. (laughs) But the cool thing about that could be is it's the same map but augmented. So one mission takes place during the London fires. I do not want to play the same map over and over and over again for an entire... That sounds fucking awful. Okay. If it's just the same one but things are slightly different every time? Well, no, no, not slightly different, but it's, 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 it's a different map. But visually, it looks very similar. So buildings are in the same place, but like the layouts of the buildings, all of that is different. But when you look at it, you go, okay, this is supposed to be the same place, but it's interesting and different enough to keep your attention. So it's like take the same seed and put it into a random number generator and watch a world build out of it. Each time it'll be different and branch off in different paths. So it starts to look similar. I, I understand it looking similar. I actually I feel like it should be like it should look different then, right? Like depending on what the mission is, like the what part like the way of the world that you are in, like the world should be very different so it doesn't look like you're playing the same level over well, cuz even if it even if it is different, it, if it looks similar, you're going to get bored. Let's combine the two. So let's say that one of the first early missions takes place before the London fire. So it's ye old London town and, you know, all of this stuff. The second one takes place during the London fire and it's that map on fire. 
a lot of the places that you had visited, a lot of the people that you had seen, you know, that kind of thing. After that, it is a reconstruction period. The, the town will not be the same because they have to put it back together because it burned to the ground. So now we're leaning away from like the tower being a supernatural place to being you are literally in London in different time periods? I think the tower is serving as your hub in this. Is we're we're kind of pivoting towards the tower being a hub and you have to go out and get the tools you need to break into the vault in this iteration of it. I in thought this the, I thought the whole I thought we decided the whole thing was in the tower and the tower was like a supernatural world unto itself. I, I we're we're jumping back and forth between options now and I think we need to hammer down. Yeah, let's hammer down. I like the <laughs> idea of the tower being its own thing. Okay. That the game takes place within the tower, but you know, you look out the windows and because I like the idea of you passing by a window and the London that you're looking out on every time is slightly different based on the time period you're in, you know, based on what's going on. But yeah, I, I also like the idea that the tower have any either of you seen um, Stephen King's Rose Red? No. So it's a house that's haunted. Uh, like a haunted house, but it's kind of alive okay. in that, that it can change itself. It can add walls, move rooms, like stuff like that. I think it would be interesting to have the tower be like that, where in the supernatural realm, it can reconstruct itself into different permutations, add walls where there shouldn't be, add things that shouldn't be there. Like it's constantly shifting. Okay, but trying to trick you. But then you can just leave into different time periods of of London. I feel like these are two different games that we're talking about now. I I think uh, let's keep it to the tower. Let's keep it to the tower. Like you can so look out and see the time period you're in, or the time period that this like impression, this level of tower took its impression from. Different layouts based on like the age of the city and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's all still the tower and all still. Super fantasy magic tower. Okay, that's that's what I was thinking. Uh, and then we just kind of took feared. a lot of other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> from, okay, so what I'm what I'm picturing then is in, instead of like you're not just in the actual physical tower blank because you said it wasn't that big, right? It's really so not, yeah. It is every level like you have to get up and get the vault like every single level, or is it like? Like, this is a, a magic fantasy version where it's much bigger and much different, and each level is based on, like, English mythology and history kind of supernaturaled up. So it's like, the fire level is like, like, when the London fires are happening, is like, all the shit's on fire. And you need to deal with, with like, everything being on fire in different ways. Or, like the, mil- like, the military wing that you were talking about, like, that would be a level, is, like, dealing with military through the ages. I can do or is that. It, or is it... Or is it just like you do the tower every time and it's different every time just so I know where we are with the tower? Why can't we combine those? Well, because I mean, we, it, we there's nothing saying we can't, but they are pretty different on the face of them. If we're if we're doing a like world based on a thing set in the tower versus doing the tower that is different every time. Oh, I got you. I got yeah, you. You know what I mean? No, I'm yeah, with you. So it took me a second. I'm sorry. And they're yeah, two pretty diverse ideas that don't don't really mesh. They, yeah, they don't super like like if we do it so that you're doing you do the whole tower every time. These are going to be long missions. So I was I was thinking like the missions if they were shorter would be like 
each level of the tower? How many floors is the Tower of London? I'll, in reality, it's four. Yeah, it's four just of that central tower, and the vault is not part of that. The vault is its own building. But I like the idea of nine. You know, yeah, borrow a little bit from that... Dante's Inferno and have, but each level be enormous. And, you know, you have an objective, but obviously um, kind of do some side objectives, have collectibles, you know, that kind of thing that can keep you in a level for a little while. But you could just go straight to the vault and try to get the thing if you wanted to. Well, and like part of the level would have to be you have to go get the tool that you need. Mm-hmm. Right. And then go open the vault in this level. Right. And in each level, the vault is just, there's one thing in there and you get that and it yeah. grants you some sort of ability or whatnot. Would you be able to go backwards? Would you be able to like go back to previous levels and use new abilities and new tools to explore different things to get collectibles and Since we and don't have to actually physically make this game. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I, I, I like the idea that um, because the tower can reshape is the lobby, every time you move on to a level, a new door appears and it allows so, you to so, return. So the lobby is the hub town. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That. All right. That's I like that because that's what I was kind of thinking. And then that led me to open world. And then that started a bunch of confusion. So so you every time you come back to the lobby, but like you pick which tower you go into. Exactly. You would pick which floor, quote unquote, by which door you go into. Maybe what it is is you get a a key ring that's got one like old iron key on it when you first get it. Yeah. And that opens the main like big traditional castle double doors yeah. to the tower. And every time you like when you beat the um, when you open the vault. Like, maybe that's what happened at the very, very beginning of the game when you got kicked into this fantasy world is you were going to grab the first crown jewel, and when your hand closed around it, it became this key. Okay. Or, or maybe... Uh, and every time of... you grab a crown jewel in the vault again, you also get a second, a new key on your ring that opens the next level. Okay. I like that a lot. What about instead of you go to grab the crown jewel and it turns into a key, what if the key that you were given to get into the vault is magic trap and you open it and when you you open the door with this first magic key you're in magic world now i like that i like i like that a lot too and then you look at the key and you're like shit this isn't like i knew this key was up something was up with this and then whenever you get a crown jewel maybe in every level you have before you can get the crown jewel but you can't go to the next level until you find the key so, so you have three objectives in every level. It's the tool, the new up, uh, the new tool, the the tool, the key, the, and the crown jewel. Yes, I like that. Because and they would all be in like different places on the map, and you could have like right. a mini boss in front of the key, and the main boss is in front of the right the vault area. If you want to yeah. do that, and that doesn't have to be a physical like an actual boss. That can just be like a challenge that you need. Yeah, to have. a tricky stealth section or right. or, or a, a diploma. Ooh. I, I see one could be like a masquerade party where the point is to schmooze your way yeah. to your objective. Um so the way I'm I'm the way I'm seeing this is like your hub town is the is the first floor. Yep. And then every door leads you into a discrete nine floor tower that is its own tool and object tool and key and like story oh, unto okay, itself. Yeah. Okay. Like and and then from there 
you can go get the crown jewel for that one, and then you always come back to the same lobby. So it's not necessarily that, like, So there every... are ten towers. There is the one that you are in at the lobby. There are nine that have the different crown jewels in them, and the one that you're in for the lobby, the top floor of that is the ultimate prize. I would say yes. So it's, so let, it's me, let me offer you... let me offer a slight variation on that. Uh, okay. So the layout of the the tower in reality is a walled fort, basically, with with this central tower in the middle. Um, we're already going fantasy, so we're going to discard a lot of the actual physical realities of this place. Right. Yeah. Let's make that basic that interior courtyard, the lobby. Let's make that whole place the lobby so there are different people kind of scattered around. Some will show up at different points as you achieve things. And, like, make the raven's nests your main base functionally. And, like, you talk to the guy who cares for the ravens. We can use that as, like, our lore touchstone. The ravens that you find will be the save points, things like that. But when you go up to the tower, here's, here's, here's the big change. When you go to the tower, you go to the same door every time. It's got one lock. It depends on which key you put in. What key you put in. Okay. I like the idea of the Raven Man a lot because this can tie into the supernatural thing. The Keeper of the Ravens can see both worlds. So, like, he can interact with our scene because he can see into the supernatural version of the tower, but he is grounded in reality. Right. So how about instead of every tower being nine floors... And each floor being like the, you know, your Dante's Inferno, Circles of Hell, and et cetera. There, since there are nine crown jewels that each lead to a different, like, in a different tower, there are nine towers. And so each tower is still only four floors. Okay. But each floor is like, you know, acts, I guess. So it's like a four-act yeah. s- story that you have to and go through to get... There's no limit on how big those floors can be. Either. Yeah, they can they can be huge, but they are like you need to get to the next floor, and that way it gives you like a lot to do, but also like it's not nine floors tall per one, you know, per yeah. thing. And it can it can be something like on the first floor you're gonna find the key or the tool or something, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can dig that. All right, sounds good. Uh, so. What what else do we need to do? What did we what did we do, do last time? Do we want Lupin himself to have magic aside from his tools? Like, do we want him to be able to get supernatural abilities or if, just have it he, be items he, of supernatural power? I think it's just the items. I don't I don't know that he himself becomes magic. And if he does, like it could it would only happen on like a specific challenge on one floor where something imbues him with that but it goes away like mm-hmm. he yeah, could be the mold breaker i i think all of his magic should be item based because i think that is more in line with how a gentleman thief would yes. operate i also so. like the idea that the raven man could be like the upgrade person like you're he's the one that you go and talk to for your upgrades and stuff right, like you i know turn it, in- I had said about the ghost thieves, but I like the idea of this guy straddling both worlds. Well, we can still keep the ghost thieves. You have to go talk to the ghost thief to find out the information before Mm, you can upgrade. Yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, maybe the upgrades themselves are like the new new things come from ghost thieves. And, you know, maybe not exclusively, but maybe that's like a like a. 
Okay, so like the specific thing? new tool, like getting the hook shot, would come from a ghost thief. But if you he want to upgrade to the long shot, it. you go to the right Raven Man. Yeah. Yes. So okay, okay I like that a lot. And, and if we so the Raven Man straddles both worlds, I'm cool with that. Having the monocle that lets you see in the real world, cool with that. You're not just like walking around in the actual tower, right? So like like no, because if you're just like if you're just walking around the tower and you can only see the real stuff when the monocle goes on, you're getting caught by real guards in real life, and you won't know why you're being handcuffed and thrown on the ground by invisible forces. No, you're definitely in the spirit. Okay, world. so and, you are. Yeah, separate and they can't from that. see you. Right, but you can when you have the monocle on. You, you can, can see affect them. the other one. Okay, yeah, right, just 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 clearing that up. <laughs> I think I also want to have as like the currency that allows you to upgrade things is you have to free ravens mm-hmm. in every oh. iteration. Yes, because that, the, that the provide... bad guy knows the mythology and is trying to get rid of the ravens. Yes, yeah, the, he's trying to get rid of the raven. And the more you save, the the better your. It's sort of like a, in Bioshock, like. How many little mm-hmm. sisters did you save? Okay, well, that's going to make your ending different. And, or um, or like in Zelda, hey, spoilers for Breath of the Wild. Beat all the bosses first because it's yeah. very helpful. <laughs> it makes – it does wonders for you. So in, I, I think I just thought of who I'd want the bad guy to be. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Okay, mm-hmm. Ganondorf. We can't do that. We can't do Ganondorf. Morgane Le Fay. Oh, Morgan Le Fay? Yeah, Morgane Le Fay, I think, is from Latveria, and I think she's Dr. Doom's mom. Morgan Le Fay is a person. <laughs> <laughs> why, why did I say Morgane? I'm not sure. You just got Miss super Avalon, fancy with maybe? it. maybe? I don't know. But yeah, Morgan Le Fay. I can, deal, I can dig that. I, I can also dig that. Um, so is that, that, Lupin... That gives us a real easy out on why the tower suddenly became magic. Merlin did it. Merlin did it. To keep okay, so Merlin, whose side is Merlin on? Good side or bad side? Uh, Merlin's on his own side. Merlin's side. Merlin's on author's side. Okay. Yes. Are you is Arsene Lupin, gentleman thief, in some way related to King Arthur? Of course, a descendant. And is the final boss you getting Excalibur (laughs) to fight Morgan Le Fay? Of course. I don't. I don't know. I love this. I if love it was, that. Please I would know. I would I would fight for this if it was a third person game, but it's a first person game and first person sword fighting is the pits to me. So what 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 we can do though is I'm fine with him being a descendant of Arthur and that this is like just part of a cycle where someone has to go in and make sure the prison is still holding. Yeah. And we can put in a thing where on one of the maps you see a freaking sword and a stone like when you're going to find the sword as the crown jewel and you have to pull it from the stone and you're just like well, that was weird. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to Alan got very excited so I'm going to let you go but then I have a next caliber thought that I would like to come back to. Okay. The Raven Man is Merlin. Yeah. Okay. Yes, because he's also been pretty heavily traditionally associated with Odin ravens over the years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So, here's my caliber thought. It's not a sword, it's a gun. X caliber as in <laughs> bullets. <laughs> And and the final boss is you shooting Morgan Le Fay with Excalibur, but you only get nine, nine bullets shots. or nine shots, so oh. you have to use them well. You only get as many shots as bullets you found. At, or as crown jewels as you crown found. As crown jewels you saved. Yeah. Like, Every there's a certain jewel, number of crown jewels that you can use to get to the boss, but the more you get, the more shots you get. Yeah. So you actually, um, I, when you go grab the sword... 
you pull it from a stone and it just becomes a gun. <laughs> yeah, or you or you the the crown jewel sword, you pull from the sword of the stone and that's a big fake out like, yeah. oh haha, it's Excalibur, but then no Excalibur's a gun that you oh. will get in the game. So so there's one moment in the game, probably near the end, when you actually like once you have all the crown jewels or as as many as you want before you want to trigger the end the end game. Right. Is eventually uh, the Raven Man says, "Hey, uh, I just figured out. I just found this other door, and it leads outside of the main walled area, which borders the River Thames, which is a body of water." The Lady of and the Lake. A, the Lady of the Lake is like, "Hey, got you this sweet gat, bro. <laughs> What's up?" Except it's not just a hand; like it's the actual Lady of the Lake rises up out of the water, yeah. and this is like. Strange women, land and ponds, distributing swords, basis for a system of government. Uh, yeah, I'm, I love this. I totally this, I with love that. it. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. So this means that we have to actually give him some sort of hand projectile weapon for most of the game. Um, I, I immediately went to playing cards. Is that is that too I, dumb? I like the idea of like a small hand crossbow with like poison darts. I mean, we can do more than one. We, you yeah, know, you can have. I want playing cards now that you said that. Because like, I like, I like the idea of like knockout darts. Yeah, yeah, like, like, or like if you're because like playing cards are just throwing stars, but cards in this magic yeah. world, you know, and like maybe then this this is very granular and probably impossible to program, but maybe you only get fifty two per level, and how much damage you do is random based on the card you throw. <laughs> I don't like the I, random damage. I like the 52 cards. I don't like the random damage. I also like if if you miss with the card, if you can find it, you can pick it back Yes. Up. Maybe yeah. instead of it doing random damage, maybe four are very are critical hits. The aces are critical the hits. Aces. Oh, the aces are critical. The jokers. The jokers, though. What are the jokers going to do? Heal your enemies? Who knows? I don't know. Oh, random. Ooh, it could be a random effect. Here's a table of effects. Oh, it so turned you into actually have four. to choose, like, you have just your deck, but you also have the two jokers. Is it... Because you can... Is it random? plus jokers. Is it, so is it just in there, or... No, no, no. You keep the jokers separate, and you're like, I need a big risk. Right, okay, yeah. Y instead of A and throw a joker. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say, because it could be, it could be like, one hit KO, half health, double their health, Spawn um, two more of them. Spawn like, two know. more of them. Double their damage. Make them very big. Half their damage. Yeah. Make them very big. Make them very, make them small. very small. Turn you them know, into chickens. Whole... Yeah, polymorph them into chickens. Polymorph them into minotaurs. You know, there are, there are lots of ways we could take this. Uh, so I like that. Just go bananas. Yeah, so I love that. That is a very good idea. And this this will let you kind of... And with the hand crossbow especially, that'll let you like learn how to use a gun in the game and have it not be like, oh, by the way, this is a new mechanic. Uh, sorry. you know. One thing we do need to do, though, just to make sure that we're not treading too much on um, Dishonored, is it actually has to be a hand crossbow, not a... Yeah, yeah a hand, like, thing. a yes, a, yeah. a hand crossbow, yes. It can be collapsible, of course, because you're a gentleman thief and everything collapses. Sure. That. Yeah. Um, so then I have another question. Um because I know, like, one thing about the Tower of London, other than it is, it is for a fact, under Big Ben. Um, the other thing that I know about the Tower of London is that the Man of the Iron Mask was kept in it. Can can he be a boss? Is he a, is he is he your level sure. six boss? Yeah. Just to like, 
put that little piece I'd of mythology o- in there? I would be okay with it, but I'd want the dichotomy. I'd want you to actually meet. Because oh, the whole so thing about the man in the iron mask the was mask. the twins. And is and the one in the iron mask is the good twin. and the Is the good twin. And okay. the one outside of the iron mask is the bad twin that made the other one go to prison. Right. Okay, so make that, the, make that the social one where you have to do the masquerade kind of ball thing. So, so you meet the one out of the mask and he tells you about this just awful dude who is guarding the... The, the crown jewel. Yeah. He has this horrible mask. He was this prisoner. He's gone insane. And, and that's, he's thrown this big party and we have to get to it. So like floor one of this one level is the party. And then and, yeah. as and you, you can go, go to like little yeah. rooms and find like letters and things. Cause there's going to be letters in this. There's going to be like story. Oh, chunks. oh absolutely. Yeah. Cause and it will be tell like the, the audio truth. diaries or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it will tell you the truth about these two. And so you have to pick up on like context clues from dialogue and from things people say in the party to figure out who you're going to trust at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's ultimately your choice. Do you side with the man in the iron mask? or Now, obviously, people that know the story. And I mean, we could even upend it. I mean, this is actual development type stuff. Do we want to upend it? And Well, what we know, could do is we could make it where or... they're actually the same person. Ooh, because it's supernatural, so why the fuck not? Yeah. Have, have them be two personalities that split out of one body. What I was thinking... And that thinking, you can put them back together. What I was thinking for this is that they are two people, and okay. you can choose which one you want to side with, and regardless of which one you choose that you want to side with, you still fight the other one as the uh-huh. final boss of the level. So, like, it kind of just depends on how the, like, the paths you take in this one would structure... You know, so like if you if you find all the letters and you still think because I want the letters to still be kind of ambiguous and some to yeah. be from people who are like clearly have skewed perspectives. So like it is written as their truth, but it is not necessarily the truth. So right. So when you get to the point where it's like, do you trust the man in the iron mask or do you trust uh, Count Ponce the 15th or whatever? Um Count it's Ducula. Count Ducula. You you go, okay, I'm gonna choose Ducula, and the Iron Mask guy is like, ah shit, this guy's gonna this guy doesn't trust me either, and he attacks you, so you have to fight him anyway. Or Count Ducula's like, shit, you figured me out, I'm gonna kill you. And if you save the man in the Iron Mask, he gets out of the tower and into the lobby, which is like this like hub world that he can like live in without being tortured and a prisoner, you know? I think either way, you get whoever, like, you either get the man in the iron mask as your lobby addition, or you get, like, a representative from Ducula down there. Sure. And doing doing very different things. Like, it's it's an upgrade path. Okay. So, so one will get, do, like, teach you some other new weapon or some secret, or will give you some benefit. Armor, armor bonuses. <laughs> yeah, and one will be, like... Oh, cool. Well, I'll get you this benefit because I've lived in the tower this whole time. Let me introduce you to these people who will help speed you along. Or here's a map of all the levels coming up. Here's like, a letter of recommendation a... of, you know, yeah. to, to, to help you get in with somebody. Okay. So, yeah, one could be like a social and one could be like a combat bonus. Right? Yeah. I also, and this is kind of derailing slightly, but it's something you just said that I think is really interesting. But if you guys want to continue on this train, keep going and I'll come back to it. No, go ahead. What what is it? Treasure maps. I oh, mean, he's a gentleman yeah, he's a thief. thief. There's going to be treasure maps. So he can. There are treasure maps for each level. I love that idea. 
and we can we can make it like things that would have been lost in that time period or yes, whatever the I love that, that. Is. yeah or like or you know um just like oh there's random stuff treasure just just literal just there is a box of gold some you know well, in this level okay. somewhere you you're know? obviously stealing treasure this whole time oh, we're, we're hell, keeping that yeah. aspect of oh, of course there's just yes. valuables everywhere yeah um also, you got to be able to pickpocket people because, like, what? Yep. What else is the point? What's the and there's point? and I, and I think like there's a chest in the main lobby area that you can put your stuff in. Like after each level, that's where your loot goes is in this chest right. that you have a key to. Yeah. Okay, so so the the lobby is actually the courtyard, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think a, like that should look like a like like pop-up town you know so like there okay. is an inn like it shouldn't be here it doesn't make any sense to be here but there's like there's an inn and you get a room at the inn and there's like a blacksmith here and it's all like in the courtyard you yeah. know and it's all kind of centered around the, the tower the tower and so so this is sort of your, it's small obviously it's bigger than it would be in real should life be, but yeah. it's still small and so this is your like outside world where you can do other you know like get other missions, get objectives to go back to different places. And like, you know, this is obviously where the Raven man is. So you can like, okay, I gotta go free the Ravens for him, you know, things like that. So, and there's probably like little quests or collectibles in this area too. And you can improve things. Like that was one of my favorite parts of Assassin's Creed to brotherhood. The one where you had a whole town in Italy that you could build up. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. That was brotherhood. Yeah. That was, was it... one of my favorite things about that. Yes. I think that was Brotherhood. All the Ezio games are fucking awesome. Uh, Yeah, Ezio is the best, and I would fight you otherwise. Um, Um, Assassin's Creed 2 may be the best sequel ever made. Yeah, that's true. And that that is me saying that, and Portal is my favorite video game, and I love Portal 2 exactly as much as I love Portal, so like... God, Portal 2 is such a good game. Everything is fucking... I wish I could Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind myself so I could forget Portal and Portal 2 and play it for the first time again. That's how much I love those games. The ending of Portal 2 is phenomenal. It is so good. Uh, Anyway, um, anyway, this is not Portal. This is, <laughs> this yeah. is our scene. Portal theme. is not in the public domain, unfortunately, yeah. or we would play with it. Um, <laughs> what I think, I think we're at a point now where we really just need to name it. Um, I like the I like it being Arsene Lupin subtitle because then for sequels, it's like, oh, now we're in France, now mm-hmm. we're in Germany, now we're in America. Like I like that. And so, is it? it can we keep with the naming convention of the book? So it's Arpin, Arsene Lupin versus. Uh, yes, I very yeah, much Arsene like Lupin that. versus the Tower of London. I like yeah. that. Yeah, done. Brandon. Done. <laughs> uh, that's been a reboot. Uh, what are we doing next? Uh, next time, since this is the third of our three, um like pick choices yeah uh we're doing mine and it's dracula and here is the genre oh god coming of age story oh no hey oh my god is this gonna be teen dracula no no we'll talk about it next time on hard reboot <sighs> bye okay, bye Hey, thanks for listening to Hard Reboot. You can find us on Twitter at RebootCast or email us at hardreboot at fifthdraw.com. Alan's on Twitter at Alan underscore sells. Matt is at Matt Hoadley. And I am at JJ underscore Mason. Thanks for listening.